Hi again, and welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast, episode number 29. We're about to spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello again and welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Stoutenberg, joined live in studio, which is actually just the third bedroom in my house. It's not actually a live studio. Well, it is a studio, uh, and it is live. And you are Jordan. How are you, Jordan? Doing great. Thank you. That's awesome. The past weekend, we were in we were in Kentucky. We went up for a little bourbon trail weekend. Um, Podcast-wise, it was a two-stop tour. You know, we had that episode A, episode... Why did I call it A? The first episode we did, episode one on the two-stop tour, Holiday Inn Express in Bardstown. Yeah. Left the monitor Sold out. We left the monitor there. And that was on sold out. Because it was at, what, 20% capacity? Is (laughs) that what you're talking about? Yeah. Um, Yeah, Yeah, we left the computer monitor there. It sucked. We had to go back, man, on the way home. Blended in. Yeah. It did. Yeah. So when we set up the podcast in the Holiday Inn Express hotel room, uh, Jordan brought his monitor in to do some editing that night because we were up until 2.30 or 3 editing. Yeah. Well, you were editing and I was just, I was awake for moral support <laughs> <laughs> while he was doing producer Jordan stuff. And then when we left, we packed everything up and Jordan's monitor, it's a like sleek looking flat screen monitor. It looked like it belonged in the hotel room, so we just left without it. <laughs> I guess this is theirs. We just go downstairs and the, with you the guys bell should hop. keep this. <laughs> it looks good in here, honestly. It's like when you let a friend try on, you know, maybe a pair of sunglasses or something, and they look better in it than you. Do. You know what? Honestly, just keep it. <laughs> I've done that before. Tried my sneakers on. You know what? You actually look better. I'm just gonna gift. I'm gonna be generous, and I'm gonna graciously give those to you because you look better in them than I do. That's how we felt about the monitor. Yeah. Maybe subconsciously we felt that. And then the second stop on the two-stop podcast tour was in Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> I used to say it like that. Louisville. I used to say it like that probably leading, probably until like five years ago, honestly. I, I might get that from my dad, though. My dad says like Illinois, Oregon. Um, yeah, there's not. He says the word Spyro for spiral. <laughs> <laughs> He says, I'm putting my dad on blast now, but I've seen on his shopping list, like, you know, to get compound for the walls, like muddy, like putty or something. Yeah. Compound. C-O-U-M written on his shopping list. Like compound. That. Yeah. One time we were out to eat, me, my brother, my dad, and one of our friends, we were kids. And this guy came in with, and he had like a unusually long appearing neck. He had a long neck. <laughs> and my dad was like, dude, look at this guy. He looks like a giraffe. <laughs> and we were all crying. My dad was crying because he thought he made a hilarious joke, but we were all crying because we're like, we're in elementary school and we know it's not the word giraffe <laughs> with a T on the end. Yeah, giraffe. We were dying. Oh my gosh. My brother and I still talk about that sometimes. What other? Dude, I think when you come south, though, like when you get to the southern part of the country yeah here um for example everything has that like louisville becomes louisville yeah nashville becomes nashville nashville yeah like to to at least the natives could you imagine that up in michigan north pole 
Northville. <laughs> no, dude, it would never. They'd be like, excuse us. We pay way too much in taxes for you to ruin our city's pronunciation of the name like that. It's called Northville. Sound it out. Sound it out, moron. Poor peasant moron. You couldn't even afford to say Northville <laughs> on your podcast. I don't even know what that would mean, but Northville's a nice town. But they said it. But they said it. I have it on record. In court. Um, that was a fun trip, though. That was a fun trip. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I bought more bourbon than I wanted to. That's okay. Um, and you were... Jordan, with, producer Jordan, his actual job allows him to be really generous with his coins, man. You bought us a couple meals. You drove, so thanks. You're welcome. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. True. <laughs> Good point, actually. Um, that was that was fun, though. It was for Will's birthday, you know. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed it. That was like my first. Uh, that was like my first real. No, I won't say real because they're all real. Major distillery tour. Yeah, um, where you could see everything done on one in one on one property. You know. Yeah. Because multiple we, rooms, multiple warehouses, things like that. As opposed to here, I went to. Nelson, uh, Nelson Greenbrier. Greenbrier, and it's kind of an all-in-one little roundabout trip. Yeah, but, but even so, at Nelson Greenbrier, I feel like they they do some like cooking and fermenting. Well, yeah, they do some like cooking, fermenting, and distilling there. But I don't think they like age the barrels there. So I remember when we went on the this past weekend, we went to 1792 Barton, yeah. 1792, um, and we got to walk in the Rick House. We were like, okay, yeah, now I see what we're now I see what we're talking about. Yeah, it was honestly. Awesome. The bourbon hobby for me and for Jordan and for Will and for Wasim and Joe and everybody who's in our bourbon crew, it's it's not just about like, and it's really not at all about just like, this is like party juice that gets you loose and like gets you drunk. That's not it. it. That's not at all. In fact, we never get drunk when we drink for the most part. Might happen by accident to, you know, here or there, but like we, we, we like bourbon because of the history and the story behind it and how it's made and the different like nuances of the process that you just make little micro adjustments here and there. And then you've got different products that taste like, yeah, you can pull out different notes and stuff and it's not with any artificial flavoring. It's just fermented corn juice for the most part, you know? Right. Um, but no, we don't drink to get drunk. It doesn't happen. It's we, we take little sips and we talk about, Oh, I taste like some leather in this one. Oh, I taste some tangerine in this one. I taste some French vanilla in this one. Um, and it's all made, you know, with the same process. That's what I think is so cool about bourbon. So without going too much further into it, that's what I've been drinking lately. Do you, do you, you reached for the cue, dude, <laughs> I freaked out. What if we had a cue for that? Um, no, sweet trip. It's fun. It's, yeah. it's just a fun little hobby. Um, yeah, we do not condone, we do not condone drunkenness on this podcast. We do condone responsibly sipping bourbon because it's so unbelievably fun. Um, we're coming up on Christmas in a hurry. Yeah. It's Can quick. you even believe that? No. I was talking with my, my boss this morning and, um, you know, usually we do year end stuff. I come into town and we'll have some year end planning stuff and then a holiday party in the office. I'm looking at the calendar and like my trip home is or back to Michigan is in only like two weeks or maybe yeah. less. It's pretty wild. Yeah, man. I think I'll bring my Xbox up this time. 
Not a bad idea. It's not a terrible idea. No, right? it's not. No. Would you ever consider something like that? Yeah. Consider it done. Consider it done. Consider it the word. A-T-E on the end. Um, yeah, it's coming up pretty quick. And when I look at the past year, at 2020, in hindsight, tons of challenges economically, uh, socially, you know, just because the the shutdown state of affairs from, for much of the year um, hasn't been easy, right? A lot of people lost jobs. A lot of a lot of people lost loved ones and relatives and friends and family, and which I guess is what relatives are. And yeah, just kind of a a year where everything was kind of put on pause, or even worse, like taken away. <laughs> um, I was fortunate enough not to have lost anyone to COVID, and I my heart goes out to anybody who has lost somebody to COVID. Like, man, that it really sucks. Um, but when I'm looking back on the past year, it's really been a maturity year, a maturation process for me, because I I've mentioned on past episodes, when you are comfortable in your normal honky dory life, I don't believe that you grow that way. I believe in order to grow, you have to get uncomfortable and not a whole lot more is on is it not a whole lot is more uncomfortable to me than being in isolation and my career slash job security not being there, uh, the church not being able to meet that I belong to. Um, yeah, so it's been really uncomfortable. And with those uncomfortable uh, circumstances in my in my life and our lives over the past year, I do believe there have been opportunities to to grow. You know, it's a unique season. And um, whenever there's a unique season, there are always opportunities. Whenever there are challenges, there are also opportunities. And I just started thinking back on the past year. I started thinking back on the, the past year and um, kind of just trying to exercise some gratitude over over the past, you know, several months. Yeah. Ow. And of course, it's hard to be thankful when you're in the, the heat of the battle, right? When you're in the eye of the storm, it's not easy to, to practice gratitude. And those who do, I believe, actually experience much more peace and joy than those who don't you know which i usually fall into that latter category it's hard for me to be thankful and practice gratitude when i'm when i'm feeling sorry for myself you know but i was looking up gratitude and we all know it's a good thing to to practice gratitude right but i find i found from uh psychology today which i believe is a scientific journal um they posted an article called seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude do you want to hear some? Yeah. How many? Five. All right. I'm going to pick my best five. <laughs> Listen to this. So um, I'll, I'll explain the uh, the intro. It says, in quotation, stop feeling sorry for yourself, we are often told. And while it can be hard to avoid self-pity entirely, mentally strong people choose to exchange self-pity for gratitude. Whether you choose to write a few sentences in it, sentences in a gratitude journal or simply take a moment to silently acknowledge all that you have giving thanks can transform your life here's seven scientifically proven benefits gratitude opens the door for more relationships not only does saying thank you constitute good manners but showing appreciation can help you win new friends according to a published study in a journal in 2014 opens the door to more relationships well Mm -hmm. i could tell you that 
right? Externally exercising gratitude and, and emphatically thanking somebody when they go above and beyond or even when they do something small. Yeah. That's relational uh, equity right there. That's relational capital that you're establishing. It's in the Dale Carnegie book. I've, I've talked about it before, How to Win Friends and Influence People, the, the Bible on Human Behavior and Relationships. It's on my desk. Have you read it yet? No. You should crack that open. I will, and I've been saying that. You should crack that open. It would be a read that, uh, especially a guy in sales like yourself, you know, like in, in that world where you're calling on, where relationships are really the the lifeblood of what you're doing. Yeah. Would, would probably help. I mean, yeah, it would help for sure. Yeah, I need to watch it. I mean, read it. Headphones unplugged for a second. You I'm going to watch the book. I'm going to watch the movie instead of read the book. <laughs> of that. <laughs> just a slideshow <laughs> of just like a business presentation. Um, dude, the headphones are giving me a time and a half right now. The adapter's really like loose, you know, where I plug yeah. in. And so sometimes it's just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to peace, gonna, out, for gonna peace out for a sec. Is dude, it good now? Yeah. Playing Call of Duty with your nephew, by the way, yeah, was extremely funny. He's hilarious. And he's, he's a good. seventh grade kid, and he's got all this lingo that I was like, man, I am getting the biggest kick out of this. Like, yeah. maybe it's just my age showing, but I remember being in that stage of life where there's just like new slang all the time. Yeah. Um, what did he say? What were some phrases he said? He was like, yeah, it's the vibe, no cap. Um, like he was saying stuff like this, and he I said thought it, something about like he, you had said, "Oh, I I suck this round" or something like that. He's like, "Don't worry, man, you're gonna pop off here in a second. Yeah, I dude. was like, dude, I love that. I mean, just a seventh grade kid saying that was so like endearing. I thought that yeah. was so funny. Now, if he listened back to this and he was like, he he heard it, and you he would be like, "You guys freaking." I wasn't trying to be cool, like funny or cute, you know, yeah. but it was cute, you know, like, and yeah. it's, it's like a, a child, childlike way, you know, like just a kind of innocent, just normal kid being kid stuff, you know. And he's better than all of us at Call of Duty. He combined. is, he is, he is. He needs to improve on the looting side, but on the shooting side, he's fantastic. Yeah. And I've seen some of his work firsthand. He's moldable. He's moldable. Yeah. He's, yeah, we can work with that. Yeah. Most importantly, when it comes to somebody you're trying to build with, as long as you can trust them, you can build with them. That's my philosophy. And that extends throughout throughout all of life. Personal relationships, romantic relationships, business relationships, call of duty relationships. Yeah. Podcast production relationships. Do you trust me? I would trust you with my life. Do you know that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I, I, actually, know that. I actually know that. I was expecting that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this. Gratitude improves physical health. Did you hear that just now? Throat gurgled. No. I'm sorry if so. Gratitude improves physical health. Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and report feeling healthier than other people, according to a 2012 study, again, published in another journal um, called Personality and Individual Differences. Not surprisingly, grateful people are, are are also more likely to take care of their health. That makes sense. Yeah. When you have, there are certain hormones and certain molecules in your body that promote stress and promote uh, just uptightness. And those also can act on muscles and blood vessels to just keep you tight and con constricted and 
can restrict blood flow and there are actual physiological effects to being stressed out or ungrateful or worried or you know self wallowing in self pity yeah and let me just give a disclaimer there i'm not i'm not trying to say like they said in the the opening line stop feeling sorry for yourself you know you have every right and reason especially in a year like this to feel bad i'm just saying that this all backed by scientific research those who exchange self pity for gratitude experience um I guess more success, not even talking about financially. I just mean life success, you know, sounds like it at least success means different things to different people. But anyway, gratitude improves psychological health. Yeah. Reduces a multitude of toxic emotions from envy to resentment to frustration and regret. Um, multiple studies on the link, uh, on the topic link gratitude and well-being. Um, confirms that his research confirms that gratitude effectively, increases happiness and reduces depression yeah that's absolutely true even in the bible um trading it says to bless your love your enemies right if uh, if somebody hits you on the cheek turn your other cheek um it says to pray for your enemies or pray for those who hate you or persecute you or whatever you know this and, and again it's that same idea of trading what appears to be very super negative for a putting positive back out, you know, yeah. exchanging the the bad for the good. And that's what this is talking about too. Um, I feel like it, it works in tandem with just being generally optimistic, you know, yeah. having a good outlook, like, you know, it's, it goes obviously with being grateful and everything like that. But yeah. if you look at someone, you know, from a, from a psychological standpoint, from a physical health standpoint, whatever it be, if you if you have just an optimistic, you know, positive outlook, like you're going to get through things faster than other people who otherwise don't share that optimistic yeah, outlook. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of the, a lot of an optimistic output or uh, outlook rather, focus like the one of the keys to that is focusing on what I can control. And letting the rest happen as it may, kind of. Yeah. If you're a person of faith, like let God handle the rest. You know, trust Him first and do what you can. But you don't trust God with the outlook, um, or with, with the outcome. And if I mean, if you're not a person of faith, though, like even so, you can't control what you can't control. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I heard recently, I forgot where it was, an acronym for fear: false evidence appearing real. And so often we are. I fall into this trap too, this anxiety trap of being like, well, what if this happens or uh, it's possible that this happens. So I'm, I'm going to be just wrapped up in worry and anxiety and cares, you know, but so much of what we fear and what we're anxious over isn't, isn't real, you know, like it hasn't happened. So right. my whole thing is one day at a time, focus on what I can do um, and let the rest happen as it may and fill in the gaps with gratitude. And you can take that to the bank. We're getting serious today. We're getting no real. Kidding. Yeah, this is a good one. We're getting real. Yeah. And I hope that's okay, right? Um, But yeah, I have another one. Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. That sounds good. I'm good with that. More likely to behave in a pro-social manner, people who you know practice gratitude, even when others behave less kindly. Enhances empathy. 
So if, what it's saying is if you're a grateful person and somebody flicks you off when they're, you know, they cut you off and flick you off or something, you'll be more in a position to be like, ah, maybe, maybe they're just having a bad day. Maybe they just got fired from their job. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they just got broken up with or, yeah. you know, maybe they just got hit with a bill for something and, you know, it just, um, yeah. according to research, actual academic clinical research on this topic enhances empathy. All right, you said you wanted five topics, so I got three left, and I'm going to um, pick my last one that I like the most out of the last three. Ooh, you know what's so funny? I just threw, if you're not watching, I just allowed a paper to fall on the ground. I had a listener say, I don't like it when you throw papers on the ground, so I'm trying not to do that anymore. Is it disrespectful? I think it's kind of fun. To what? I don't know, paper? I don't, I don't know, I guess. I didn't ask why. I said, okay. <laughs> I received that. So anyway, you know who you are, listener. Um, so I'm going to gently, gingerly set this down after we're done with this particular topic. I'll come get everyone. <laughs> what? You just hand the paper to me every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll come get it. <laughs> Grateful people sleep better mm. now. That's an area where I need to improve. <clears throat> I slept great last night, though. You were up late. Got that text from you with the pictures from the trip. Late. Past 12. I watched a movie. Respect. Yeah. Um, I slept so great last night, though. We got back from the trip yesterday, and I was ready to go to bed by like 5 p.m. Yeah. Stayed up, played Call of Duty till 10. Lights out by 10.30. It was awesome. Right on course. Right. <laughs> right in line, lockstep with my schedule. Grateful people sleep better. Writing in a gratitude journal improves sleep, according to a 2011 study published in Applied Psychology. Spend just 15 minutes jotting down a few grateful sentiments before bed, and you may sleep better and longer. That's pretty cool because it's the last thing you think about is all the things. All, count your blessings before you go to sleep. <gasps> yeah. Like White Christmas. Yeah. How's that song go? Counting your blessings. It's like, if you feel some, but you can't sleep, count your blessings instead of sheep. Yeah. That's not the melody at all, though. I can't remember it. Hmm. I'm, I got you right here, bro. I got a hymn that came up. Oh, really? Oh, there's a little Totino's Pizza Rolls ad before it here. I got you if you want me to read it. Or unless you want to listen, I want to, listen to, it. to it. All right. Thank you, though. 10 seconds someone. or less. Yeah, yeah, true. Or else, the, or else our sponsors yank. When I'm worried and I can't sleep, I count my blessings instead of sheep. I fall asleep. Now that's beautiful right there. Who's seen White Christmas? By uh, a show of hands. My cousin Louie played drums on the um, the Broadway tour for that, which I think I've already mentioned. Have I mentioned that on the podcast? Because I know I mentioned it to you recently. Yeah, I'm not sure. It sounds familiar. I watched Irving Berlin's White Christmas from the orchestra pit at the Fox Theater in Detroit, and it was so awesome. But it has some beautiful music in it. Now, I looked up Irving Berlin, like White Christmas. Irving Berlin's White Christmas, the original OG one with uh, Bing Crosby in it. He looks so old in that. 
Have I talked about this? Because I know I've talked about it in re- in life recently, and I don't know if it was podcast life or real life. Podcast life is real life, and that's what you guys are getting a yeah. glimpse into right now. I Bing think that Crosby, we were talking about it as a group. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Over maybe Call the of Duty, I think, actually. Oh, true. I okay. remember it. Well, Bing Crosby, when they recorded White Christmas, he was 51. And he was supposed to be like a guy just a few years out of the army or something. Yeah. Like like as a, just a comrade, just like a not like a high-ranking official. He was just another like when I watched that movie back, he's 51 and like his castmates, like his the guy he performs with and then the two sisters, they're all like in their 20s. I'm like <laughs> this is just goofy. But I swear, back then they humans looked different, dude. I yeah. swear. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Our physiology, our like our anatomy has not changed like how we're made up, but people looked different. Yeah. When you when I see like say like an old picture of somebody we were at that distillery, Peerless, yeah. right? Yep. He had his great grandfather on the wall or whatever. Yeah. In his thirties or something. Yeah. I'm like, he looks different. Fifty two. They look different. Yeah. I gotta get a new headphone adapter. I'm gonna scream if this keeps rattling my my ears like this, but now I'm good. So I won't move except to reach for coffee. Yeah. People look different for sure. When you Women too. Sleep. Like high curl factor yeah. in their hair. And makeup is way different now too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure some women, many women didn't even wear makeup back in the day. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's Maybelline. Did you ever think about that? Maybe it's Maybelline. It's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where was I going with the, with um, when I started talking about counting your blessings? Maybe just gratitude. Yeah, you said if you writ, you, if you wrote your your uh, what you're grateful for for 15 minutes before you go to bed, you sleep better. And then we started saying counting your blessings. White Christmas. True, 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 true. And true. here we are. And here we are. Just moments later, I saw something on, um. <laughs> I saw something on Instagram slash YouTube that tickled me until I was red in the face. I was laughing about this for hours and hours. It was Kenneth Copeland, uh, this TV televangelist, kind of seems like a scam artist, but who knows. Um, I just had the coffee in my hand for five minutes. I didn't even take a sip of it. <laughs> <laughs> The sound of the ice in the glass on the mic annoys me. But anyway, Kenneth Copeland, this pastor on TV, was like rebuking and uh, like casting COVID away into the pit of hell. You know, he's speaking against it. And this guy who actually went on his YouTube channel, he he does like parodies or he puts like hardcore like metal song arrangements to viral bits that that are funny of this or like similar to this and i have to play a little snippet from this this arrangement is so awesome yeah like it actually sounds like a real song Dude, like I want to listen to that in the gym. It actually fires me up. Um, I found that on the 
the Instagram account called Not The Bee, which is a spinoff of the Babylon Bee, which is a Christian and far right wing satire site that, yeah, which I don't even care for at all because I think it's super corny and I like satire when it's equal doses in both directions, you know? Yeah. But when it's just one way, I'm just like, dude, how are you going to point out the speck in somebody else's eye when you have a plank in your own, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, in terms of that, <laughs> that was this whole side topic, but I just enjoyed that little metal arrangement on his YouTube channel. He did a ton of videos. He did, um, he did the one of Paul, I believe her name's Paula white. She's another television minister when she's like sending angels from Africa, from Africa, from New Zealand. You know what I'm talking about? Did you see <laughs> no, that one? No, she, I didn't see that one. She's like, uh, basically calling in angelic support from all over the world to help Donald Trump win the election. Oh boy. It was funny. Victory, victory, the, victory, uh, victory, victory. Some of those, some of those people, who are, who are the, uh, like the original guys of bad lip reading and also re it was like brothers, something brothers, Gregory brothers. Yeah. I think they didn't so. do bad lip reading, but they do all those auto tune, auto tune the news. Of. Okay. And yeah, yeah. They did some classics. They did yeah. bed intruder song. Yes, climbing in your windows, which is also a heater. They, I mean, those some of those songs actually slam. Yeah, oh, for sure, really funny. That's kind of what I was like going. uh, That that's what I was going toward with with my comment is like some of these guys who can rearrange someone's just you know speech, yeah, and (laughs) make it something awesome. It's very funny. Really cool. They do uh, the Gregory Brothers, which is actually like a group of three or four people, okay. including a girl. Like they're not brothers. Okay. I think two of them might be brothers, but um, I'll have to fact check. Somebody will fact check me on that, I'm sure. Actually, Drew, I get texts like this all the time. Actually, you were wrong on that. None oh, of them are you. brothers. They're all you cousins. Idiot. You didn't know that off the top of your head? Um, <laughs> But they do, they'll, they'll take auto-tune to people's voices and like arrange them in, very, very funny melodies in different ways and stuff. Um, I didn't really have too much more. We might just go kind of light with this episode, you know, a little shorter than usual. Um, the holidays are fast approaching. I'm excited. I am just now beginning to roll out the Christmas music. Don't have any Christmas decor yet. You going to put it up? I don't know. It's in my crawl space. And like, I don't know. I'm not even going to be here for Michigan or for, for Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to be in Michigan for Christmas and I'm going to be in Christmas for Michigan. <laughs> but even so, I just don't have a lot. Like I have a little pathetic looking Charlie Brown Christmas tree that goes on my coffee table um, with lights that don't work. I don't know. I think you're going to have to do it because I mean, I have some Phillips hue bulbs. I could just program them to red them and green. Yeah, that would do it. <laughs> That'll do it. Get a Christmas candle going, get the Phillips hue bulbs, get the fireplace going on the TV we got to get your Christmas tree out. You can't spend... I won't let that happen. I'll go into the crawl space. Will you? After we wrap up here? Yeah. I'll do it. (laughs) Jordan's down in my crawl... Producer Jordan down in my crawl space getting my Christmas stuff out. That'd be special. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. No, I couldn't let you down there. It is clean, though, because it's an encapsulated, which is a difficult word to say, crawl space. Yeah. But not in the traditional sense. When I get to, when I start talking about crawl spaces, I start to stammer, and you know that. That's my. It's a clinical it's a diagnosis. Touchy subject. It is sensitive. It's very sensitive. 
<laughs> that means we're running out of topics. So that's all I've got. Do you have anything else? No. No, I'm good. Cool. Well, practice gratitude in summary. It'll make your life better. It'll make you, um, it'll just make your life better and help you sleep better, as we heard. Did any of those stand out? The sleep one is huge for me and also increasing empathy for other people. Yeah. Let's do something. I've got an idea. Huh. Let's do a contest, a giveaway. Okay. But it's going to be Christmas presents. I'm going off the cuff here. This is on this is on me. Okay. Everybody send in their Christmas decorations. We'll pick 3 people of our favorite Christmas decorations, send them a Christmas present. Okay. Yeah. Send us your your living a picture of your living room. Yeah. We're going to decide. Or wherever wherever the decorations are. You can send them to our uh, Instagram, stouting underscore off on Instagram. So send us your uh, living room decor or in front of your house. Basically the best display of Christmas stuff. In gonna, your home. We're going to choose our, yeah, in your home or outside your home. Could be lights True. from the outside. We're going to pick our favorite three and then we're going to send you something. And Jordan's going to leave that out because he's the producer. Yep. And I'm going to co-sign on it. And it'll be fun. And if you think I'll have a puncher's chance at winning after you get my stuff out, do you think I'll have a chance? Yeah. Thank you. That's what I needed to hear. Vote of confidence. Goes to me, you, and Mon. <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode of The Office where that happens, where Jim and Pam, where Jim puts together a uh, employee of the month thing, and by some chance it goes to him. And then he's like, okay, who, well, it can't be me, obviously, because he was the manager at the time. He's like well then who's the runner up and then it was Pam and then he gets in trouble for it but it turns out <laughs> Dwight orchestrated the whole thing but anyway um, yeah let's do that that's a good idea send us your Christmas decor to our Instagram uh, DMs so without much further ado I'm going to end the episode episode number 29 was this mm-hmm. episode 29 of the Stouting Off podcast thanks for listening to us spout off commentary on the everyday On Instagram at stouting underscore off. That's where you can find us. See ya.